0: Air-a-vision. The journey to EuroSong
1: 2024. Hey, I'm Erica Cozy, and you're listening to the Air vision podcast.
0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Air vision podcast. Hey, Woo-woo! It is the start of the journey to EuroSong 2024. Can you believe it? Now, before we begin, I'm joined by a very, very special guest for the first two episodes of our journey. And
2: I'm joined by
0: the one and only Alex Basmati. Hey, hey,
2: hey, how are we? Welcome to the podcast as a co-host. It feels amazing. (laughs) The
0: power of the mic. (laughs)
2: Louise, watch out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, if you're wondering where Lou is, don't worry, she will be back. She is off on a little holiday with the BF, so we wish her best. But um, don't worry, safe hands, because I'm joined by an absolute legend that is Alex Basmati for... The start of Eurosong 2024, because this week is the announcements for the six artists and the six songs that will be competing on Eurosong 2024 on the 26th of January, which is three weeks away. It's crazy. My God. So close. Too close. Too (laughs) close. Um. What are your feelings, you know, before we get into things and your you know, thoughts and your hopes for 2024? Of course, you were on our AirVision Wrapped episode. Yes. You shared a bit of your opinion there. But um, how are you feeling now that we've kind of begun the process?
2: Look, I'm happy. I'm a pro national final person. You are, as, you are. Yeah, as we discussed earlier in the year, I think it's a Fair way to show a couple of different flavours of different artists that we've got. I like that we can get everything out in the ether. I find with internal selection, there's a bit of mystique. You might not 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 might not know what's going on behind the scenes. They, there can be questions about that. So in that way, I'm actually quite happy about a national final. Now, that's not to say <laughs> there are some changes I would like to see, but look... Everyone says the same thing. Michael Keely himself says the same thing. We love a standalone national final, but with the state of how everything's going in RTE, I don't think that's going to happen soon. So look, I think with what we've got this year, I'm pretty excited, but I don't want to jinx it just yet.
0: Fair enough. That, that's completely understandable, given what's happened in the past.
2: Mm-hmm, yeah.
0: <laughs> um. Look, of course, you know, you alluded to there with your old song late late show again as we knew, but um confirmed this time a lot of the same things happening six acts, yeah. um six songs, three-way kind of voting system with the national jury, the international jury and then the televote of course. Um what are your thoughts on that? Would you like to see any changes yourself?
2: Look, I'm format
0: wise. Format
2: wise, I'm pretty happy. I think six songs is a good amount. Obviously, I'd love to see like two semi-finals yeah. and like a, a melody festival and style thing. But that's not coming soon. Um, but <laughs> sorry to disappoint. You sorry guys. to <laughs> disappoint. Yeah, and that's not even an. I'm not on the inside in any in any case. <laughs> but I just know that's not coming anytime soon. God bless. But look. I'm, I'm pretty happy with the format. I think I, I was listening to the Ray Darcy show today, actually. And one of the um, callers, do you call them, or texters had texted in to say that they wanted to get rid of the um, Irish jury, which I can in some ways understand. I would maybe like to see it bigger. So if you had a jury of maybe 30 professionals, um, I think that could be something to look at. Also, they had also asked for... Uh, to abolish the televote completely as well, which I do not stand behind. Just
0: take away the Irish vote completely. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
2: I do not know. I kind of understand their point because what they were saying was that Irish people are not going to be the people voting. Mm -hmm. But of course, it's an Irish show. And also you want it to be authentic to Ireland. We want people of the country to stand behind our entry. So you can't really do that with only an international vote. Very happy with the international jury part i think that's the best introduction they've had in a number of years um and yeah, six songs happy with and we've got a new presenter how exciting
0: patrick kilty
2: yeah i mean that's a fantastic addition because it'll bring something new he's a comedian he's gonna bring so much passion and energy i think just on the basis that he's new and he wants to impress and uh, grow the audience so yeah i'm i'm excited
0: positivity we love it we love to see it no i completely agree with you i think it's um it's definitely going to be a different euro song given that you know the late late show have, have obviously gone through quite the transformation this year you know its format has been slightly altered with the duration of the show new host like you mentioned and um, different look and feel to the show as well it's very much more kind of an american style format now you yes. see with the kind of the guests joining in all together and it's kind
2: of james Corden esque definitely
0: it? definitely i see that completely so I think it would be interesting to see what kind of um, I do. Euro song we get this year.
2: But I am conscious that I know there will be Euro fans listening to this screaming uh, into their phone going, why are you being so positive? Mm. You know, it's not seeing the results and I totally hear you. I see yeah. all of the comments and I have those thoughts myself as well. Um, but look, I when it comes down to it, I can't see a better format where things would go. Uh, I can't come up with an answer myself. Um, With the budget constraints that we've got, I think sitting on the Late Late Show, as Michael Keeley says, it does give um, access to the Late Late Show lends itself to give more resources versus a standalone show. If we're going on the same budget, it's just not going to work or it's going to be even worse, Mm -hmm. um, if not just a piece of crap, like if you're (laughs) if you're using a tiny budget like that. So, um, yeah, I think, look, it's the best that we can do in the year 2024. That's my defence of the, the Euro song. But look, watch them all.
0: <laughs> Absolutely me and annihilate me
2: when, we, when it <laughs> crashes and burns. But look, I'm pro national final. What about you? Are you happy about it? Sad about <sighs> um, it?
0: I love the thrill of a national final because it yes. gets a bit of a buzz and you're kind of like, oh, what are we going to do? <laughs> Especially with Ireland because we're all six, <laughs> in peanut butter, you know, giving away peanut butter. And just it's just a bit of a it's laugh. It's a bit
2: off the rails, isn't it?
0: Oh, Jesus. That's like an <laughs> underestimation of Eurozone. But look, it's exciting. I think so.
2: Um, I think
0: for us, ideally, you know, internal selection is probably the way to go. But then again, you look at the lineup for this year. I think it's a strong lineup. And we'll, oh, we'll discover excited. more throughout the week. But yeah. Um, I, I think it is a strong lineup given what we're we're you know we're building on. I think I keep talking about building on. I remember last year with Euro song building on from the twenty twenty two edition twenty twenty three. Listen, we even saw the postcards.
2: E- exactly, even that. took
0: the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. The postcards, even the staging. It wasn't that um you know Shutterstock background. Yeah. Yeah. It, every staging was designed specifically for the song and for the artist. Every look, ha, you know, match the feel of the song. You know. Did we
2: have any IKEA furniture? I don't think we so. We didn't,
0: we didn't. Okay,
2: so that was... Which was good. That was good.
0: Uh, we did have rain, we had flips, we had... No flip-flops. No flip-flops, no. They're all out of stock, yeah. unfortunately, due to previous uh, <laughs> transactions made by the National Broadcaster of Ireland. Um <laughs> <laughs> They'll be banned from this National <laughs> Final, just, along right. with the peanut butter. Imagine. But yeah, look, I think it's... uh it's exciting times. I'm looking forward to it. There's a bit of a buzz about Eurosong this year. And from the nice to finals we've gotten so far, the songs, I don't think we're stacking up too bad, if I'm being honest.
2: I I have to agree. I think
0: so. But look, we'll discover more throughout the week. And, yeah. you know, what, what we get at the end of it, we'll see. But look, I guess, you know, today we're kicking off our journey to Eurosong 2024. It's backed by popular demand. You guys loved the series last year and it's a great way to, um, you know, get to know the artists as the announcement happened this week. Um, It's ideal because each day we're getting an announcement as well. So Mm -hmm. we can kind of dedicate the day to that artist. And we're kicking things off with a bang today because if you are unaware, Erica Cody has been announced as the first act to take part in Eurosong 2024 with her song, Love Me Like I Do. Shall we take a listen, Alex?
2: Please. Aero-vision. There's only room in this bed for one.
1: So don't call me at the end of the night. You always...
2: excited I was for this for a long time listeners you'll know back in June I named she her did. I, I knew listen I was there from the beginning I, I'm not saying I manifested this but I am saying that I manifested yeah. Erica Cody's and submission. you'll
0: hear in our interview later Erica knew as well oh, say she'd no listen.
2: she'd listen. you'll have to listen
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah look I think it's only fair that we take the time now to chat to the first contestant for Eurosong 2024 without further ado. We are delighted to introduce to the podcast the fabulous Erica Cody. Right, everyone, welcome back to the Air Vision Podcast, and the journey to Eurosong 2024 has officially begun because today we got the first song and artist on the Radar C show. And we're starting things off with a bang because Erica Cody has been announced as the first act competing in Eurosong 2024 with her song, Love Me Like I Do. Erica Cody, welcome to Airvision. How's things?
1: Hello, thanks for having me, guys. I'm act- I'm a big fan of your
0: podcast, so thanks for having me. Thank you so much. It's an honour to have you and Jesus, we're kicking things off with a bang. Uh, how are you yeah. feeling, firstly? You know, the news is out there, finally. Um, no yeah. secret that you've been wanting to represent Ireland and take part. So uh, how are you <laughs> feeling your first initial thoughts? I'm really excited Um, it's
1: a whole nother beast Eurovision and the fan pages and everything else (laughs) in between has just been going mental so I'm just I'm just I'm getting used to the whole and immersing myself in the whole experience already and I'm just really excited to get my teeth stuck in and show everyone kind of what we have up our sleeve because listen
0: it's just time to go big or go home. Dead right, dead right. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you got it, you got it. Um, Before we talk about Eurovision, let's just, you know, park that for the moment and and take a journey to your career so far, because you've certainly been busy over the last few years, rising (laughs) up in the ranks. Um, How did it all start for you? And how have you got to this point in your career?
1: Oh God, I think anybody really who has a dream of being in music or being a pop star or being a singer or a musician, you start from the ground up. Um, you know, I was putting my names, my name down on any open mic that would have me, any gig, um, just anywhere that I could sing, to be quite honest. And then I did my first support slot gig for WizKid when I was 15 or 16. And then that was just the end of it. It was game over. I was like, okay, I have to, I am i can't not do this. It's just, it's just, I felt at home for the first time ever. Um. And I think coming from be, like being musical pretty much my whole life and then being in a school where people were very academic and I was very creative, I felt like I couldn't really, Express myself in the ways that I that I wanted to, and then I went to Bim, and it was like a whole new world for me. I was around like-minded people and musicians, and I just immersed myself in that experience as well, and got to meet so many amazing people. And I was gigging, I was playing basketball, I was doing everything, and then yeah, I was playing. As I said, I was playing Super League basketball for years. My dad was a professional basketball player, so I couldn't really get get away from the sport even if I tried. And I loved it. And then I got injured when I was 18. And then that was it. I tore my ACL and then it made me go back to the drawing board. I was juggling everything. I'd be going from gigs to to matches or from training to, you know, a support slot gig for, you know, on vogue or something. It was mental. And I don't know how I how my body did it for so long. It felt like a lifetime I was doing it, but I was still pretty young and um, I was like, okay, it's time to make some big girl decisions here because you can't do this forever, just juggling this kind of lifestyle. It's crazy. And sure, lo and behold, I just put everything into music and then the rest is history. And, you know, I opened for the likes of Jesse J, toured Mahalia, Um, Mahalia. The list goes on. I've, Longitude, it, yeah, EP. Mad. Electric. Longitude, yeah. EP, all the festivals. Um, and then I just... It all happened just because I was putting myself out there and I really... All for the love of music, you know, it's all I knew and it's it's just part of my being. And I just always immersed myself in it. So yeah, here we are. I think when you really persevere and you stick with it, and that's the hardest part, I think, about being a music is the perseverance and having to be your own biggest fan um a lot of the time because you know, a million people will say no and you'll have your heart broken a million times over by the ones you think are going to give you the biggest break, and then it just turns out into something completely different. But those are the moments that you know really keep you keep you going really test you to see if you can keep going and sure look lo and behold now we're doing the euro song so i think it's not doing too bad (laughs) not (laughs) a lot jesus yeah definitely a highlight of mine uh to date so i'm super excited
2: and i have a question erica so you've gone through some like really exciting highlights dancing with the stars as well i don't think we've even mentioned that yet like what a fantastic year you've had so why eurovision and why now (laughs) It's mad. Um, cause obviously
1: I did even to do dance with the stars. Um, that was a huge, um, undertaking for me, I think mentally and physically, I was like, am I ready for this? Um, cause I knew I'd have to put my career on hold. And obviously then with COVID, everything kind of came to a stop. So I was getting ready for probably one of my biggest years yet, just before COVID and then COVID happened and then everything shut down. And then I got the call about dancing with the stars and I was like, okay, do you know what? I think I think I'd be crazy not to do this. I'm getting to lean back into one of my passions that I've been doing since I was a kid that I get to start completely from, from scratch. Um, I've never done Latin or ballroom. I'd only ever done commercial or hip hop or whatever when I was growing up. And I was like, this is an opportunity for me to learn how to dance with a professional and then bring it into my own, my own life. Cause I love to have dancers when I'm performing and during my sets anyone who's been to like any of my early shows will definitely know that but um yeah it was I I was I I'd just come out of a really t- tough time and I was so conscious about other people's opinions of me and being on tv and being on a monster of a show like dance with the stars I was like oh god am I actually ready for this and went to my therapist we did the whole thing I spoke to her and I was like should I do this and she's like you're holding yourself back from possibly one of the biggest opportunities of your career yet and I said you're right I'm making the call I'm doing it um and I did it and still to this day it's one of the greatest experiences of my life it was absolute chaos it what I went through the ups the downs everything (laughs) in between but it really did shape me into a better person and a better artist um and then you know the the Eurovision conversation had always been floating around for years um I'd been asked a couple of times would I, would I put a song in and obviously cause I'm a songwriter too. So I was just like, I don't think it's the right time for me yet. Like, cause if I'm going to do something, I do it 110% and I have my blinkers on and I've, I'm very much an eyes on the prize kind of gal. Yeah. And, um, mm. and that's kind of where I, that's kind of where I thrived, I think with dance with the stars too, is that I loved the healthy competition cause it was healthy. It was really, it just kind of pushed you to be a better version of yourself. And that's kind of what I've always done throughout my career. Um, and yeah, the Conversation just kept coming up about Eurovision, and I just kept saying, No, I don't think it's the right time. Um, I've other things that I want to solidify in my career, and I want to really lay a good foundation for me here. Um, so I can spread my wings and you know go global someday, maybe. And <laughs> yeah, it just is. We ha- we wrote this song, me, Amy, um, and Ruth Ann and Richie McCourt one day at a writing camp. And the funny thing about it is, is that like. Uh, when we wrote it, I was just like, I, I wasn't in in the place that I was in when we wrote it. And then the song just rings more true to me this last year than it ever has before. And the conversation came up again about Eurovision. And I was like, OK, Andrew, for one of them as well, was like, you need to do <laughs> Eurovision. On, you need to bring it home for the gays. And I was like, OK, I'll do what I Dead can. right, dead right. Exactly. <laughs> so real. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, you know what? Let me think about it, because I was like, have I got the capacity to do this? It was a really tough year for me last year. Um, I went through a hell of a lot of stuff. My dog passed away. I was going through a breakup. I was trying to find myself again, and I took a bit of a break from music. But I still had this song, and it just kept coming back into my life in a way that I had never related with it before. And it was written by, you know, three strong women. Uh, I needed all the strength that I could possibly get. And the song really, really helped me get through it, if I'm being totally honest, because, you know, no one can love me like I do. I, I went through professional breakups as well. And I was like, OK, I'm really driving my own canoe here. Um, so lo and behold, I was just like, let's just put it in and see what happens. And because if I'm going to be honest, I started kind of looking at all the stars aligning and it all just seemed to be happening really organically and I was like I can't really ignore these signs I played it for my mom one day and she was like this sounds like a Eurovision song and I was like well I didn't write it for the Eurovision it was just a song we wrote we were going to pitch it to a load of different artists like Miley Cyrus and Dua Lipa and you know it wasn't getting picked up so then we were I was just like why don't I just why would I not put this in the Eurovision like it's a banger um and then, yeah, the, the rest is history. We put it in. It's made the Eurosong and now we're here. And I'm just thrilled that this is the next chapter of my journey. And I hope it doesn't end at Eurosong. I hope we can we can take it to Malmo and bring it home. Because the funny thing was, I was looking at all the stats and I was doing my research because what <laughs> I said, when I'm in something, I'm in it. Like, there's yeah. no messing. Um, and I saw the last time that we won, it was Emer Quinn in 96. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, and right. we are tied with, we're tied in wins with Sweden at the moment. It's held in Sweden and it was in 96. I was born in 96 and we're ready to take the, tr- the crown home. So I, I, I want to do that. The for spirit, Erica, that's I the spirit, Erica. I love this. We love it. Get the tricolor yeah. going and awesome. <laughs>
2: ah, uh, listen,
1: you have no idea. I've got so many plans.
2: I actually just wanted to ask about your songwriting process. Um, so when you go into the studio, do you usually have like a melody or are you a, a lyrics first person? How does that go for you and how did that process happen with this song? Yeah, God, it really
1: depends. Like it changes all the time. Like I have hundreds of songs in my sitting in my phone in my notes, you know. Sometimes I just write down lyrics. Sometimes, you know, the bass line comes to me first. And I have to lay that down. Sometimes the melody comes. If somebody ever, if I lost my phone and somebody picked it up, they'd probably think I was insane. Um, <laughs> but it's yeah, I, it's just full of ideas. Um, it, to be honest, the song just kind of fell out of us. We did it in a couple of hours. And yeah, I I can't remember who who it was. But I just remember coming up with something really hooky like that. Da, 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 da. And then that and the love me like I do just fell out. And then we were all like, well, OK, now let's, <laughs> what else can we say about the, this? Is a or whatever the case may be, you know. Um, So I think, you know, as women, we all had our fair share of heartbreak and uh, disappointment in men. Mm-hmm. It's just part of the
0: game, you know, these
1: men are been, ourselves, you know? though, aren't they? Like
0: they are. Like we'll admit it, and,
1: and yeah, like it's not great <laughs> being stood up for three hours. You know, it's not ideal. No. So uh, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna write a song about it. Obviously, there's only room in this bed for one, to don't call me at the end of the night. Like that's how mm-hmm. we open the song because like it's it's self explanatory. Um, and yeah, we just started it. It it was just one of those songs that like once we got going, it just started to write itself pretty much. We were just throwing lines back. Yeah, love me like I do was born.
0: Love it, love it So, so good So, you you have the song and you talked about throwing it into the ring for Eurovision 2024 And was was it something that you approached again or did you see the submissions and go You know what, let me put it in myself and, you know, get the ball rolling on that
1: that was pretty much it. I was just like, look, let's just see what happens. Um, Obviously, I think everybody knows this was in, in the Eurovision because I was just talking about it all the time and I threw it in <laughs> and I was like, what have we got to lose? You know, I believe in the song. I wouldn't do it otherwise if I didn't think to meet a final. Um, And yeah, here we are. And then, I was then I saw that Ali Alexander recently was going to be the yeah. Um, It's time we we brought Eurovision back to the place where we know it best is when we are. We have to give it the best song and give it the best chance. And whether that's love me like I do or whatever, you know, it's time for us to start taking Eurovision seriously again. You know, we 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 were on top of the world when it came to Eurovision. We were one of the best at it. So I'm like crown back and show (laughs) show show Europe and the world you know so much talent here um, and there is an eagle eye on Ireland at the moment and you know it's just it's super important that we show that and yeah it's it's just about time we've done the gimmicks we've done the turkey it's time to you know send someone who, who wants to go and win you
2: know exactly so no puppets in your performance <laughs> no puppets
1: unfortunately
0: if anything it would be me <laughs> you, you, thank god oh god um, and, and it's important to know you were actually on our jury for the 2023 contest so
1: yeah, yeah
0: yeah how is that experience and does that kind of give you a bit of an advantage to know exactly what you're scoring or you, you know you're shaking your head you don't think so
1: no not at all because for me it was just one of those things that was you're you just you're watching it from a different perspective Mm -hmm. um and you basically just have to go in like music at the end of the day is subjective so you're always just putting down what you think is right and what you think deserves to win um and if anything it actually gave me a better understanding of how the competition is run and the amount of work and dedication that goes into it on all aspects of it. like even being part of a tiny part of it, you know being on the jury um It was just more so about giving, you know, your opinion and your thought on the performances. And then then you go home, you know, there's not really much else to it except just, you know, seeing the, you know, how it's run. So I wouldn't say it it has given me an advantage in any way. I'm still an artist. I'm still putting my songs through the submissions the same way as everybody else. And, you know, I just have a vision and I want people to see it. um, And I have the song. So, yeah.
0: Bring it on. Yeah, bring it on. So... Tell us then. So you obviously put the song in. Where were you when you found out that you would be one of the six? Tell us about that.
1: It's mad. I was actually, one of the days I was actually answering emails. Um, that's one of my <laughs> things
0: I'm working on in 2024.
1: Relatable. Is emails, yeah. Um, but I was doing some admin and I was just chilling. And then I got the email and I was like, okay, let's go. Okay, let's go. Was <laughs> it was very exciting because for me, I was like, okay, this is this is how we're starting 2024. We're starting off at a bang. The, the end of the last year might have ended pretty, you know, it might have been a lot of chaos for me and a lot of heartbreak. But I was like, you know what? It was really something to look forward to. And it lifted my spirits. And I was like, when I have something to focus on, um, that's when I find, you know, I can I can be my best. And that's why I was really excited about this. And then everyone who I was kind of getting in touch with in the meantime, to see if they'd be available um, creatively and stuff to jump on board. We're just like, yeah. We, we love the song, we love your ideas. And, yeah.
2: and we have talked about the songwriting, finding this mm-hmm. out, but did you have a vision for the staging since the beginning or is that something that's been evolving as you go along? And can, can you give us any hint? Like...
1: Okay, so whenever I write a song, usually I will know if it's the one or not, if I can visualize the video and what I want it to look like on stage. And this was one of those songs I was like, this has to be huge. Um, I can I know I can definitely say there will be a lot I, I will definitely be tapping back into my dancing side of things um, you're a Billy
2: Barry kid right
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am I actually am yes I was in Billy Barry when I was really young and um, so I'll, I'll definitely be tapping into a little bit of that and Love it. just giving giving something big and I hope unforgettable I want to I want to. there has to be a little bit of you know has to be a little bit iconic. So we're, we're working up a few things and yeah, it's super exciting. It's there, everyone's, the, I have to say like the team that I have around me and involved in this, are like one in a million and they're just so great to be around. They're super positive. Um, they believe in it as much as I do. And that's exactly what you need going into something like this. You need a really strong team who believe in you and your vision. And, you know, the bigger picture and the bigger picture is to go and represent your country and possibly bring a home or at least get us to a final. So that's that's the goal.
0: That's it. I, we love to hear that. You know, you can oh, yeah. just tell by talking to you the passion and the love for Eurovision. And like you said... You can yeah. tell you're giving yourself 110%, you know, going into this yeah. and it's so yeah. refreshing to hear. Um, yeah, literally straight yeah.
1: back into rehearsals now this week, so there's no oh, mess. good luck to you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um,
0: with with Euro Song, you know, I'm not too sure if you're aware, but there's a lot of fan comments about it being on the Late Late and how different it is, you know, to Eurovision itself. How are you coping with that yourself? Are you taking that into consideration when you're dealing with staging and, you know, you know, Making changes for Eurosong as opposed to thinking of the bigger picture of it going to Malmo. Totally, like
1: I think you know, you always have to have uh, the way I see things when I'm doing anything is I'm like, okay, what my end goal to be, and what do I see on a massive stage? If even if I'm playing in. You know, wheelins or whatever. I'm thinking of what could this look like on the, on a three arena stage. You know, so I think it's always really important to to think big, dream big, but also then pair it down to what is most accessible to a you, you know your budget or to where your the venue you're playing, um, and how you can make that happen. But maybe just on a smaller scale, and that's exactly kind of what we've what my thought process for this is, is like, yes, you know, the the goal and the dream would be Malmo, but also what can we give everybody at home who's watching the late, late, a really good show for three minutes um, and give them a taster of what, you know, we would bring to Malmo if that was the case. So that's exactly where we're at right now. And we're brainstorming different ideas. And, you know, I had one idea now that's completely changed. Cause I'm like, Oh, this would actually look, work better. And just being around creatives and having a process is it's part of the process
2: amazing listen i could talk to you all day this is so <laughs> exciting and i'm so delighted that you're gonna be the first announced right like how exciting started off with a bang as everyone's been saying um, i know it's
1: mental it see these things just all kept happening so i was like okay let's just go and follow following the universe and where it's guiding me so yeah but look
2: one of my final questions is just yeah, around Piece of Guelga. We noticed when we were listening, we could hear some. Could you speak about that?
1: So, as I said, the song was written by, you know, three women, three Irish women, and it was about empowerment. And obviously Richie was involved too. He's he's one of the writers on the songs, too. But it was really about, you know, reclaiming your power and you know knowing that you're okay if you're ever going to be on your own. Because, um, you know, there are moments where even when you are in something, you can feel feel totally alone. And for us, it was just really important to get across that, like, you know, at the end of the day, women are so much more than what society deems us to be. You know, we're entrepreneurs, we're mothers, we're daughters, we're sisters, we're, you know, we struggle, We, but, uh, but so does everybody. But also, I think what we wanted to hone home was... You know, I am woman. I am love, because that's where unconditional love comes. Is you know, is from within, and that's where we were at when we were writing the song. We were both really set in ourselves, and in at that point in our lives, that we were like, okay, we've we're we're confident, but we've gotten through enough stuff to get us to where we're at right now. And it was just, I I really wanted to have like an affirmation in us, and as soon as. You know, I was like, I think this needs to go to Eurovision. Um, we put that in the song and it was I Am Woman, I am love. And it was funny because I actually had Gras tattooed on my hand.
2: No way. Um,
1: I had a tattooed on my hand. I think it was it was either I think it was two years ago nearly now. And then I got Mana tattooed on my hand after electric picnic with all the Irish women in harmony because yes. we had just played the main stage and we got tattoos backstage. So I had Gras, and then I had Manon on my hand and I was just like, oh my God, it's Misha Manon, it's Misha Gras. Um, And it was just a nice little nod to, you know, how strong Irish women are. You know, I think as Irish people, you know, listen, we're one in a million, um, especially <laughs> Irish women. So I had Definitely. to kind Dead of, right. we, had to, we had to have something in there for the for the Irish ladies. Um that anyone can interpret that into any anything that they want it's it just it fit exactly what the song was
0: about so you know it's clear from talking to you you love eurovision but you know just tell us how much it would mean for you you know on on the 26th of january to hear eric cody (laughs) you're heading to eurovision you're heading to malmo what would it mean to you to represent ireland at the eurovision song contest
1: oh god um Jeez, it would mean the world. It genuinely would. I just, cause I feel, I, I just feel in my heart and in my gut that it's about time that we sent something that could get to a final, and to, it, to know that, you know, if the public believed in me to do that. Um, would be such an honour and then doing it on the back of my country you know I'd, it'd be the greatest honour you know I never got to play teams but I, you know I, I used to play basketball at a really high level but I always missed out on getting to play on like a national team and that was something I always wanted to do was wear that basketball jersey on my back that said Ireland then injuries held me back, and then before I knew it, I was retired from basketball. And so the fact that it would be a really full circle moment for me as well, if I could do it but with a mic in my hands, and it's what I I gave up one thing, I gave up representing you know my country for one thing to do it with what I actually do would be it would just be a dream, you know. And you know, listen, we just got to go big <laughs> or go home. We need to we need to give the people what they want. <laughs> That's it.
0: That's the spirit. And we just (laughs) want to say as well, we said it to loads of the acts over the years as well, but you know once you're in the Eurovision community, you're in it forever. Forever, you know, yeah. The fans will love you regardless if you win or you're not. They will love you and we can tell yeah. they will love you. Trust us. Aww, yeah. Thank um, you so much. Which,
2: Erica, yes, I do have to you. mention, yes. we, we had <laughs> an episode back in June. Uh, I was a guest yeah. on the podcast and Connor and Lou asked, I was a guest on this one, and they yeah. asked, who would you like to see representing Ireland this year? And who did I say but Miss Erica Cody? I, said I know, she's, and you yeah. know what?
1: I heard it because I was on holidays, and this is when I was marinating. And I'd seen the podcast popping up, and I was like, Do you know, what? I need to check in on that and see what people are thinking. I just wanted to kind of pick people's brains, see what they wanted.
2: And yeah, I noticed that. So thank you. I really appreciate that. So I'm obviously <laughs> delighted.
0: <laughs> and after hearing the song, I'm delighted. I'm delighted. I'm delighted.
2: Um,
1: I'm delighted to like the song. Thank you so much.
0: Well, Erica, we just want to wish you the best of luck. Whatever Thank happens, you. happens. And um, we can't wait to see what you bring to Eurosong on the 26th of January. Best of Thank luck. You. Thank you so Thank much you. for joining us. Oh my God, you're so
1: welcome.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: There we have it. Erica Cody, ladies and
2: gentlemen. Lives were changed. (laughs) Dreams were made. No one can love (laughs) me. Love me like (laughs) I do. What a bang.
0: (laughs) What a tune, Alex. Like, I know we're going to, before we say anything, you know, we're going to, we're going to, what?
2: We're clearly re- reserving our opinions oh, here Oh absolutely, yeah, <laughs> yeah we are
0: We're going to keep it quiet because we'll share our opinions a bit close at the time We will um, Because we want we want to dedicate the episodes to the artists as much as possible But we're just going to give you a little teaser um, First thoughts of Love Me Like I Do Erica Cody's entry for your song Do you like it?
2: Love it um, And I really liked in the interview a lot of the answers she gave absolutely. I love, when we asked about the Irish part of it I wasn't expecting the answer to come with um, women empowerment and how Irish ties into that Irish women that
0: Irish bit of
2: yeah I am
0: woman I am love
2: because I I had heard that and I think I I wasn't quite sure where that was coming from but it made so much sense when she talked about it and I loved hearing how that came about in the studio and how it came about so naturally what exactly. about you
0: yeah I completely agree the minute because when I heard the song first I was like oh are we getting a bit of an, I know you're probably attacking me though, that kind of aggy moment of Ugh. just inserting Irish for the sake of inserting Irish. PTSD. You know, yeah. um, and I'm just like, oh, was that, you know, really needed? But the minute she explained it, I was like, it clicked.
2: Oh my It God. clicked.
0: And I was like, I love that. And as well, I really, really liked the fact that she was like, yeah, this song wasn't written for Eurovision. It was written just as, as you know. A Song yeah, that we were great answers. writing in the camp and can we just talk about the lineup of writers? Yeah. What a lineup! So we
2: d- we actually didn't acknowledge that. No, enough.
0: I kind of was trying to keep my cool, but like, what a strong lineup of of that firstly female Irish writers as well. You know,
2: amazing, incredible um, to see women on a song because I have gone back a few times and I've looked at all of the producers and writers on Irish songs, and there is a massive lack of. Uh, female talent on them I think yeah. Leslie Roy I think had some um producing uh, in her songs and uh, wrote them as well alongside I think a couple of other writers correct yeah. me if I'm wrong yeah but as a body of work for Ireland fantastic if we could send this through because what a message to send to, to Irish women to say come on let's do it definitely Not, don't just get in front of the mic get behind it as absolutely
0: well. totally agree totally agree and as well the whole you know Seeing Amy back was interesting because, yeah. of course, she was in her national final back in 2014, I believe. Uh, Crashing Day was her entry. And it's interesting to see her kind of still within mm. the Eurovision bubble. She's in
2: the peripheral. She's in the peripheral. She's which in is the way. kind of
0: cool. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And, of course, Ruthann was on the the Eurosong jury last what year. What a name. What a name as well. You know, she's wrote hits. But, yeah, look, a stellar lineup of, of Irish female writers. And it's great to see. And it's like you said, you mentioned there, you look at so many of the songs over the last few years. And... You know, they're writers from Estonia, yeah. Finland, Sweden. Just good to see Irish names, particularly when they're female. Yeah. Empowerment, like Empowerment. We love it. Exactly. We love it. Um, she's teasing a lot of staging, which is good. Mm. Not too much, but not too little, is I'm, what she said about costume.
2: I'm so excited to see what the staging is going to be. Me like, too. Um, I think she did love Noah Carell, I believe, back when she was a jury. I think she might have mentioned something after that. Um, and I can really see her going Chanel-esque slow-mo. It sounds like there is... Um, oh, We should have asked her about this. It sounds like there's a dance break in the song. I so. hope
0: so. Because she did tease to us. She said that like she'll be getting her dance moves back on. Now, I feel like she's just talking about in general that like she obviously will be moving across mm. the stage. But I would love for like...
2: I think she's... This is my um, uneducated opinion, <laughs> but I fully think she's going to do uh, Chanel slash um, Noah Carell style. Oh, my God. Right. I'm I- so cool.
0: Moment Poland as though. well Yeah, yeah Like yeah. what a
2: moment for Ireland Sorry
0: if Poland can qualify With that Like this is such I mean like 10 You times
2: look change. It took it from like A two to an eight
0: Exactly Exactly Even well, like slow-mo s- as well Like not a lot of people Were talking about slow-mo before Yeah We saw this kind of revamp With like the The Spanish tune at the start And then the like The dance break obviously People were really Talking about it before And then What was the third place So yeah, a so lot going, going going right for her. And um And
2: Jesus, is that woman great at talking? She's such a fantastic oh, you could listen
0: to her. But well, you can't because she has a podcast. She has a podcast that you can
2: listen to, guys. Andrew Spotify. Fitzsimons,
0: I believe. Um yeah, definitely check it out as well. But my God, she she's such a uses charisma, yeah. and she can you can just tell by listening to her and watching her when she speaks that she loves Eurovision. And yeah. um I'm excited. I can't wait to Same. see this now. And I think we're off to a great start. But yeah, I guess, you know, that's that's it for this episode of our Journey to Eurosong 2024, our special episode dedicated to Erica Cody because she is in the running to represent Ireland at the Eurovision Song Contest. Mm -hmm. She'll be competing in Eurosong on the 26th of January at 9.35 on RT1. You'll be able to watch that on the player if you're in Europe on um, the RT player online. That will be starting at 10.35. So just make sure you are aware of that. Um, Alex Basmati thank you so much for joining me on the first episode for the journey to Euro song
2: thank you it it's so good to have you very here very fun
0: you're a natural you're a natural Um Stop. but for the moment I guess we're going to park this episode but don't worry we'll be back tomorrow with mm-hmm. our next contestant Ooh. our next artist you don't want to miss this one no, either now, of course, don't forget to keep in the loop with all the latest news and uh, make sure that you don't miss our episodes. You can follow us on our social media sites. If you check us out on Twitter or X, whatever you call it nowadays, at Pod on Instagram, it is at Podcast. You can email us, AeroVisionPodcast at, at gmail.com. We're also on threads at Podcast as well. Alex Basmani you're on, known for the TikTok
2: we're on TikTok and it's about to get a bit chaotic guys over the next few <laughs> weeks so make sure to tune in because I may be losing my mind on there but it will be fun to watch can only imagine
0: can only imagine <laughs> um, but yeah of course guys as well if you like the content you're hearing we would love for you to support us on Buy Me A Coffee you can visit our link tree on our social media sites or you can visit buymeacoffee.com for slash air podcast and make a donation there whether it is a small donation or anything or even just simply a message we really really appreciate your support and we can't wait to bring you more content like this today but that is all for myself and alex basmati
2: (laughs) in the house
0: (laughs) (laughs) we'll be back tomorrow with another journey to eurosong 2024 episode for you but for myself and alex basmati all we gotta say is foam.